Welcome to Sarasvati Sisters Podcast. We're here to lift your spirits, create connections, and share the wisdom of some really awesome people. With their help, we'll be offering up little bits of knowledge on a variety of topics to awaken your whole being. I'm Kathy. And I'm Jenny, and we're so excited to be here with you today. We are so excited to be with you today and introduce our friend and energy medicine therapist, Jason Wood. In a few weeks, on Friday night, September 11th, we're going to be joining forces with him and offering a yin yoga and sound healing practice in Wyckoff, New Jersey. Details on our website. Um, Jason has a really unique way of creating such a safe space for us and others to develop our own insights into what's going on within ourselves. He provides an opportunity for us to listen to ourselves and through spiritual guidance, Reiki, sound healing, and other nature-based traditions, Jason has helped people release old habits and feel empowered to live their truth. So today we're going to talk to Jason about how trauma and stress affects our lives and the importance of working with the body to understand our thoughts and emotions. He shares with us his path to healing, the science of sound, and what to expect at our upcoming workshop, among other juicy tidbits. Welcome, Jason. Welcome, Jason. Thank you. What a great introduction. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you are an awesome person, and we couldn't even do it justice. So welcome, welcome. Let's talk all about you. Okay. Thank you for giving me this opportunity and hello to your community. So let's start at the beginning. Tell us about yourself and your path to providing such important work with sound energy and healing modalities. Okay. Well, I kind of came to sound healing through a back door. It wasn't on my radar um, in any way. But part of um, my my process and my process of healing and transforming is having to look at my past and to understand how it deeply impacted me. Um, I'm currently reading a book right now called The Body Keeps Score, and it's one of the first um, psychologists, psychiatrists, who started really exploring the world of trauma. Um, and it really, he worked at the, the VA hospitals and he was seeing a lot of his clients who were veterans um, have a lot of the similar symptoms um, and at that time they didn't have the label PTSD it was just um, um, I can't I can't remember the, the the word he he coined but eventually he he started the movement of PTSD he worked for the VA for a number of years and then got out of it just because it, um, he felt like his hands were tied so he started a private practice. At this point, we really only thought that trauma occurred for, for vets. But the, when he got out of the VA and he started seeing just day-to-day regular people that were coming to see him that hadn't been to war, he started seeing some of the same symptoms that were trauma. So when you speak about trauma, though, you know, that can kind of be... Right, it runs the gamut, right? So sometimes when you think about trauma, people immediately go to like these major, major things that have happened, right? Like vets and war. But um, it's true that, you know, trauma can occur in anybody's body, right? In anybody's lives. 
when we think about trauma, we think about, about being big incidences, but they, they can be small incidences. It can be a, a, a little child coming home and really proud about a paper that they had that they got an A on or a picture that they really liked and celebrated and then they get home and they show mom, mommy and daddy how excited they are and then they get that rejection. And when they get that rejection, they don't have the emotional um, skill set to self-regulate that and that then gets stored into the body and it becomes part of the subconscious. So the subconscious is a big part of when we're talking about trauma. And as a child, one, one of the major things that they're looking for is they're looking for a safe, loving, nurturing environment. And anytime that safety is jeopardized, that gets stored into the body and the body keeps score, scores of that. And that was a big part of my process as a child because I grew up in an environment where it wasn't safe in a lot of the places where, where I existed. And so what that does is when the trauma enters into the body and becomes a part of the subconscious programming. From zero to seven, our body is creating this program. It's creating this story. It's creating this narrative. And, and that's beautiful if the narrative is informed by a loving, safe environment. If it's not, then the body gets, that gets stored in the body. And now that begins to inform our development of relationships. And so if a child grew up in an unsafe environment where relationships weren't safe, subconsciously, they're going to believe all relationships aren't safe. And they'll begin to develop a set of behaviors and patterns being formed by the need of protection. And so if that's early formed, this person is not going to be able to develop healthy, fulfilling relationships until they begin to do that work of going into the, those wounds. And, and that understanding came to me when I started studying psychology in undergrad. And, and then I went, ended up going to graduate school to get a master's in counseling. And it was all on this basis of trying to resolve my own history, my own, my own narrative that was informed by trauma. And it was, it's deep and it's hard work. And that's why it's so important to have someone to support you in that process. So tell us, yeah, yeah. Tell us a little bit more, you know, it, it's so interesting and it goes so deep. And I know all the like practices of like when you're studying to be a therapist or, you know, you kind of go into yourself, how did that transition into where you are now and how sound really kind of takes this to a whole nother level? So during my graduate studies and I had been going to talk therapy and that's part of the reason why, why it was getting a, a master's degree in counseling. And the purpose of the, the therapy was to understand that narrative, but there's only so much that rehearsing the narrative can really help you because when we're talking about trauma, we're talking about the body and the body holds that. Um, Joe Dispenza, who is a, a guy that I follow says, the language of the body is emotion and the language of the mind are thoughts. Um, if you don't address the body, which is holding on to those emotions, then anything you do with your thoughts isn't necessarily going to shift or change patterns. So my last year in graduate studies, I started going to acupuncture, which was the first form of energy medicine that I ever explored. And I was also doing this practice that incorporated Tai Chi, Qigong, and, um, and yoga. And during that experience, uh, especially even after my acupuncture um, sessions, I would have these 
realizations of why I was doing the things I was doing. And I would have these different sensations in my body and I would start crying or a stream amount of anger would come up. And all of this was these practices that didn't involve any sort of talk therapy were releasing some emotional trauma that I was holding on to. And that's why yoga is so powerful. Um, but my first, I really didn't start getting to sound um, until after I had this experience where after a weekend workshop, I had this huge release in my body, energetic release. And from that place, my hands started vibrating, buzzing. And this may get a little woo-woo, uh, but I didn't really understand what was going on. So I, I consulted. Um, I didn't know anything about Reiki, but I, 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 I was coming out of this CVS and across the street was this this building that just grabbed my attention. And I went into the building and started talking to the woman. Um, and she informed me that she was a Reiki master and that she was doing Reiki training. So I, I always follow different signs. And if they're consistent signs, then I'll, I know it's the path that I'm going down. So I ended up uh, getting trained in Reiki and I was set for the board exam and I was going to try to incorporate uh, talk therapy and energy medicine in some capacity pass a board exam, and then I started looking for a therapist that was aligned to that. And in that process of looking, my, my second son was born, so I put it on the back burner, and I started seeing people out of my basement at my house doing energy sessions. And then I read a book by Dr. Leonard Horowitz, um, who explores this alternative world of alternative healing in a lot of different capacities, but he wrote a book called The Healing Codes, and he was talking about in the book that there are self-agio self frequencies, which are an ancient, um, uh, an ancient frequency that a lot of the uh, musicians um, would, would use, and it just fascinated me. And then I went down to Spring Lake, New Jersey for a summer vacation, and I went to a yoga studio, and in the yoga studio, I saw that they were having a crystal bowl sound healing, and that interests me, after, especially after reading this book. So I went, and I, I did the session, and during the session, she had seven bowls that were toned to the chakras, and, and during the session, my whole body start, felt like it was plugged into an electric socket. There, there was movement, there was vibrations, there was this energy surge that was going through me. And it was just a, a, a incredible phenomenon that I really couldn't put language to. But the following day, I had this peace and this clarity and things that I was working on and trying to resolve in my mind, I had answers to. And so I knew that there's something very potent about this. So I bought crystal bowls, tuning forks, and I just started exploring all the different instruments that allowed that space. And sound has been used for, for by many ancient traditions for a long time um, for healing, whether it's the drum of the Native Americans, the rattle, um, whether it's the jaw harp. Um, but a lot of these ancient traditions, and even the gong, like the gong was used when Chinese uh, warriors came back from war and they would use the gong to clear them. So there's always been this understanding, although I think we're getting more into the science of sound than we did in the past. Um, but there's still a lot of unknown about it, except that it, it creates this release in the body. Now, I have a question. Did you have like 
uh, were you a musician in the like growing up, or did you have an interest in music or sound in the past, or it just kind of came to fruition this way? It came to fruition this way. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not a musician, and I think in the end that kind of helps me because a, a lot of being able to do the science, uh, doing sound is not necessarily technique, although technique is important. It's one's one's ability to to understand space and silence. And I'm not sure if that makes sense, but I've always been a really, really good listener and I've always been really, really good at observing space and allowing space to inform me. Well, I think in holding that space and being able to allow the space to inform you, it gives you the ability to become one with the vibration so that you can allow it to come through you out through the through whatever your your the bowls or whatever it is that you're working with, uh, like the drums or whatever. It's almost as if that energy comes through your hands to that canvas and then out to the whatever is needed in that space that you're holding. Right. Right. Does that makes right. sense. Right. Yeah, and I I think like when you think about it from like what we do, like with yoga, it's that same thing. It's like getting still, getting quiet, finding space mm-hmm. to listen and observe. You yeah. know, there might not be sound going on in the background, but you're still finding that like, that pause and then paying attention to what shows up then. Right. Absolutely. And, and, and even as we talk about trauma and talk about how that informs our relationship with the world, a lot of people who have experienced trauma feel very unsafe in that space. And so, so that space that we're talking about, they're projecting all this all these thoughts into that space and they're about protecting and holding on and not letting go. And I think that that's why yoga and sound are such an important practice because they begin to help create that space in the body. Um, And sound helps to create that space and thought and also the body as well. Uh, One of the things that we do know about trauma is that when someone is in trauma and they're deeply in that trauma, they go into fight or flight. And if you look at our culture, I, a lot of people are in a fight or flight and that's indicated by the stress levels that most people have. They say that 90% of all illness is the result of stress. And, and that speaks to something. And I would say if we were to give a poll to, to people and ask them if they were stressed, most would say yes, but they would think that it was momentarily. The unfortunate thing is that stress becomes a norm for us. And we, we live in that space, not knowing that there's another option. And so when you begin to do these practices, you begin to s- discover that space that we're talking about. But when, when, when we're in that fight or flight response, our brain goes into beta wave. And when they map the brain in beta wave, it's like a lightning storm. There's no coherence in it at all. Um, and when someone's in that, that space, all these hormones are being secreted into the body, adrenaline, um, cortisol, which again is, is creating that, that, that space of contraction, of holding on in the body because we're getting ready for that fight or flight response. So when we begin to do sound, sound begins to offer, because a lot of times the sound is just... Um, a monotonous, I'm, maybe I'm hitting the gong or maybe I'm hitting the drum. And, and it's this monotonous sound that the uh, at first the brain is trying to figure out, but then because it keeps on going, it surrenders. 
And when that surrender begins to happen, the brain goes into the alpha wave and the sound has, they've, they've, scientifically they've recorded this, the sound goes, the body goes into, or the brain goes into alpha wave. And when, when the brain goes into alpha wave, the body begins to release. And that's when some people, some people will have emotional releases during sound healing. Many people have reported this anger came up or I, I'll hear people start crying when, when I'm doing the sound because there's those emotional uh, releases that are happening that the body's been holding on to. I think that's great. I think it's, um, you know, like we talk about too in, in yoga, especially our yin practice, um, you know, that, you know, when the mind in the body, when you're in that state of stress or fight or flight, uh, the, the mind becomes almost a storm. And then that, you know, the somatic tissue, the soft tissue and muscle and ligaments in the body becomes saturated with that stress. And we don't realize that it builds um, and gets trapped inside, you know, p- these soft parts of our body. And um, that's where like that dis-ease starts to come from. And Again, with the yin yoga, we, we hold these shapes for time um, and then adding that layer of the sound together helps really release and helps inform the body to surrender and allow to start working through some of that um, fight or flight. We can come into that tend or befriend state and we start to look at these traumas and, and that awareness helps us to begin to let them go a little bit as we befriend them and um, tend to them. And then we can come into that next part of this whole practice and to that, you know, the parasympathetic nervous system where we start to like find that resolve and that peace and that healing. And I think it really, they marry very much together. Um, So it's great to hear the science behind the sound um, as yoga teachers, I think. And, being able to incorporate those two together to really bring this safe space for people to come and feel and unwind and, and begin to release and, and feel that healing begin. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And I'll tell you, I have found when, when they are, when yin yoga and sound are put together, it just creates this deep healing space for people. And it's just a, a, a beautiful marriage between the two. Yeah, well, we're looking forward to doing that together soon in September, right? Yeah. Yes. 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 Um, um, you know, it's I, I, I can't. I, I never will forget the um, experience I had the first time I did the group sound healing with you, and it just literally felt like there was something excavating my insides from like my root chakra all the way up through the crown of my head, and I had no idea what to expect, and I really, you know. I feel like I'm living, you know, a life of like, you know, you don't, even if you don't recognize or believe that you have like these traumas in your life, they still show up. They still, there's still a place to release, right? You, your um, muscles are holding on to things that you don't even know. Yeah. Um, and, and not all of it was pleasant. I'm going to tell you, like I was at one point there was something going on in my ears and I was like, what is this? But it was like that idea that just space to kind of like observe it and let it let it occur, knowing that it was going to move, you know, and it would be like you would it, it was like you would just have this intuitive way of like knowing when to move on to like another sound or another thing. Right. Kath? Like oh it's like, just, just like, 
just kind of like weaves itself. I can't even yeah. put it to words. Like you said before, it's like hard to even explain. Yeah. It's like a harmony of, of, uh, events of sounds. Um, I mean, for me, I know my favorite is the drums and I know most people might not feel that way, but, uh, there's something really special, a vibration that happens for me when I'm in that space with the drums, I just feel like it's breaking up tension inside my body and then like all of a sudden you you switch to the the bowls or a or a tuning fork or something and then like it just the frequency of love just rises inside my body and into those spaces that I just broke up all of that tension and it just feels I feel like I just get ironed out like everything yeah. everything in my body just feels really in in line and uh soft Yes. And, and then we and then we leave and then we're like, oh, I don't even remember how I drove myself home. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. I mean, listen, I've brought both of my children to your sound healings and they've both left feeling, um, you know, they were young and they walked away like at first thinking, oh, mom, what are you bringing us to? And then, you know, when we left the ride home, you know, they were both like, when can we do that again? That was amazing. I feel so good. Like, to even know like young kids could have an experience um, and be able to give them that gift at every age and to start that process. Um, it's really a blessing. And I, I have to say, Jason, I've been working with you for quite a few years now and um, you never cease to amaze me. I mean, every time I go, it's something different and it's always something um, just truly phenomenal. Uh, and I'm, I'm really happy to be here together and, and finally, uh, putting together something, uh, the three of us, and working a little bit closer. So I'm looking forward to all that's coming. And I hope yeah. you guys are too. Yeah, and I, I like, it is kind of like, um, Kathy, it is kind of like uh, a sound healing uh, meditation it is like taking a bath internally. Uh, and one of the things that we do understand, there was uh, there's a woman by the name of uh, Sherry Edwards. She uh, has this institute called the Sound Health Institute. And the interesting thing about Sherry is that she was able to, she was born with this gift. So when someone had an illness, she could actually hear the frequency of the illness. The illness. She could hear her tone. And she, she could diagnose people because of that. So she took that gift a step further because she knew that there was some, some, something going on here. So she developed this institution um, that studies the, the, the sound and tones and how it does impact the body. The body communicates through itself, to itself with each organ through sound. Um, each organ has a certain tone to it. Um, the blood has a certain tone to it. I mean, we could even take that as far as planets have certain tones to it. Some of the gongs that I have are toned towards the planets. There's this frequency. Frequency is forming everything in the world and everything is creating a, a sound. And we're, our ears can't necessarily pick it up. Um, but so she started developing protocols. So someone would come and they would have maybe a knee pain and she would prescribe a tone and the tone would then heal that, that pain. And she was so good at it and she trained people. She has a lot of protocols out there. Um, doctors started referring patients that they couldn't heal to her. Uh, so there is, they call it entrainment. So what the sound is doing, this is like tuning a guitar. It's to putting it back into tune. And what entrainment is, is you go into a grandfather clock store and the pendulums may be swinging differently 
but eventually they become entrained. They start swinging at the same space. And really that's what these frequencies are doing when I do a sound healing. It's creating that entrainment in the body and getting it back in tune. So there is a, a washing out in the body. Jason, one other thing I just wanted to like touch on too is I know that you're doing um, a lot of work with uh, the youth and um, and taking your sound healings to um, different spaces. You're starting to travel with them a little bit, not just at Pandora um, Healing Center. So what what is like? Tell me some of the stuff that you're working on. Yeah. Um, so originally I did have a center in Hawthorne. I'm now in Wyckoff. Um, and the reason why I moved, I moved instead of having a whole center, I moved into um, a, a room where I can really concentrate on my private practice, but also concentrate on being more mobile. And one of the things that happened about three or four years ago, uh, and th this is one of those sign things, I started bringing the sound healing and mindfulness programs to the school. And we've been having, we've been doing like uh, three, three to four programs a year. COVID has um, put a little stop to that. But one of the beautiful things was we were able to bring a mindfulness video series to one of the local school districts uh, that we've been working with on a regular basis. But so we're, we're bringing these. And I was also going to, to hospitals and bringing the sound healing to um, Inglewood hospital and a, a couple corporations, car dealership, a medical device corporation asked me to bring mindfulness and, and the sound. So my goal is to be able to really bring this to a larger community instead of just the community that I had developed. And I'm pretty excited, excited about that. Nice. Nice. Well, I'd love to hear that you're working with the children and starting, um, you know, in the schools, getting that program going. I think that's really exciting, especially this time that we find ourselves in right now with this coronavirus and pandemic. I know a lot of the kids are, um, you know, and keeping them from storing some of that trauma, right? That we talked about earlier, um, yeah. teaching them those modalities on how to begin to, to face some of this uh, fear that they have. Um, and then right all the way up into, you know, us grownups. Um, <laughs> and, everybody, and, and everybody in between. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, and, you know, yeah. and I think it speaks to what we were originally talking about too, is that even with this COVID-19, it's created so many unknowns. And when we, when, when we step in that space of unknown, we get scared. We don't feel safe. And I think a lot, I mean, the, I don't know if you guys have looked at the numbers, but the numbers of depression and suicide and all that as a result of this COVID yeah. has deeply mm -hmm. impacted um, the collective and it's deeply <sighs> impacting the kids yeah. and what we all desire and what we all, when we, what we all, the space that we all thrive in is safety. Safety is the foundation. If you don't feel safe, forget about it. And if you don't know how, what your body feels like when it doesn't feel safe, forget about it. And that's why the mindfulness programs and yoga is about really creating that mind-body connection. Most of us are just so in our head and so, so, so addicted to our thought patterns. We believe we're our thoughts. I remember someone told me, um, and it was, was, it shifted my world. You are not your thoughts. And I, yeah. I think that's so important. I agree. 
And that takes practice to understand because, you know, we can say that we've been practicing it. We know it. But, um, you know, it's really hard to get out of your head. It is. Especially when you're feeling unsafe or scared. Absolutely. Or angry, right? Which is what everybody's feeling right now. This is like the first year ever. You don't know what you're going to do for Thanksgiving because you have no idea what it's going to look like. Yeah. Yeah. Right? It's scary. It's It's Yeah. Yeah. So we try and do what we can, right, to, to, to teach everybody to get into their own bodies and their own feelings and their emotions and really understand what they are. Yeah. And I love the sound healing as one of those modalities. It just really works. And, it's, and it just, it just it feels good. Yep, it feels yeah. good. Yeah, it's nice. And all you have to do is show up. That's it. Right? You don't, That's you don't it. have to touch your toes. You don't no. have to be flexible. You don't <laughs> yeah. even have to just show up. Yeah, that's yeah. great. So when someone does come to a sound healing, what can they expect? Like what, what for those who haven't experienced it yet, can you paint a little picture of what they might um, take a little bit of that fear of the unknown out and uh, what they might expect if they come? Hmm. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, 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 no. Mag- from sub- magic. From the gross to the subtle. No, yeah, like from the, like you bring a yoga mat, you yeah, lay yeah, on yeah. the ground. Yeah, you know, yeah. From the gross to the subtle, like the, so, the physical to the, yeah, yeah. So the, the biggest, so you bring a yoga mat, you bring a blanket, you bring, you just want to be comfortable. You want to be able to create that. That's try to create that safe space for yourself where you're able to really let go and surrender. Because for the sound to be really effective, it is important for you to let go, for you to trust, for you to surrender. And, you know, the sound will help you get to that place, but you have to be active in that process too. So a lot of times before I even do the sound, I'll do some breath work because breath work does really help regulate the body and regulate those emotions that begins to create that space of trust and surrender. Um, And then I guide them through letting go different parts of the body and just becoming aware of them. And the more and more awareness that we can get in our body and the more when we learn that we can actually release it through our breath, the more we enter into that space of trust and surrender. And so when when I lead them through that, then I then my role is to break up the energy in the body. So the first part of the sound healing that I do is I use drums and I use rattles um, and I also use other tuning forks and all of that is to break up that energy in the body. And then after I do that, I'll, I'll begin to smooth it out with the gongs, which then people typically, by the time I get to the gongs and there's been re- these releases through, through the drums and rattles and tuning forks and other instruments, I get to the gongs, it smooths that out. And most people, that's the space when they begin to really touch that, that soft space of surrender. And they'll have experiences. They may have visual experience. They have may, may emotional releases because they're at this point, the, the, the gong, uh, soothes them in that place of surrender and letting go. And then those vibrations come in and it starts creating that space in the body. And then I typically end with the, the, the bowls. And so by this time you're really in that space and the bowls are really used for the, the entrainment of the chakras because each of the chakras bowls are toned to the frequency of the chakras. So it's the chakras hold on to um, stuff as well. And it just clears that out. And then after that, we yeah. we bring you back into your body, and then and then um, and then we close the space out. Love it. 
Well, we cannot wait to create this with you um, in September. Yeah, and even yeah. and and come even if you haven't come, come with a heart of curiosity, of 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 wonder, and just allow yourself to be beheld by us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's great. That's love that. Allow yourself to be held. Yeah. We never give ourselves permission to do that, right? We're always holding everybody right. else up. Or holding everything together, right? It's holding time. it all together. Yeah, just yeah. arrive and let us hold you. Um, so that's great. I love it. And Jason, if people wanted to find you um, and your services, because I know you do some private counseling and other you know, amazing offerings that you have, where, where would they find you? The best way to, to reach me is on Facebook underneath Pandora Healing, but it's PandoraHeal.com. The Facebook page is Pandora Healing, and the Instagram page is um, Pandora Healing as well. Amazing. And those are the best, best way to find out what, what, I'm, what I'm doing. Thank you so much for sharing your time with us and explaining a little bit more. We look forward to going deeper on the 11th and, um, you know, continuing this conversation. Thank you, both of you. Thank you so much. Oh, my God. Yeah, so, thank you, Jason. Yeah, so we just like to end all of our podcasts with just a little um, intention. Um, so just, and if everyone can just kind of take a deep breath in and a deep breath out. And just close your eyes and center yourself. May we bring clarity to confusion and may we create a ripple effect of peace. May we illuminate darkness with light. May we create deep connections that link us together with loving kindness. Have a beautiful day, night or morning whenever you listen to this podcast. Thank you guys for for showing up and, and sharing with us. Mm -hmm. All right. Namaste. Namaste. <laughs> <laughs>